Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September the 7th. In the year of our Lord, 2020, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. And as you know, Ladies and gentlemen, we reject revolution. That's right. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Now, uh, Saturday, I guess it was, (laughs) two days ago. Well, first off, we're live. It is Labor Day, right? We are live on many, many, many of these holidays because we consider you part of our radio family. And one of the things we want to do is spend time with you, tell you we love you, encourage you to believe in God Almighty. Promote God, family, and country. Protect life, liberty, and property. That's who we are. That's what we do. This isn't just a gig for money. Heaven help us when it comes to money. Uh, But all I'm telling you is this is a a labor of love because we believe in the family of God, because we believe in conservative constitutional principles, because we believe in God-given governing values. That's why. So we're live. But anyway, two days ago, it was Sam Bushman of the Good Sheriff on Saturday. You know we are live six days a week, right? Tell your friends. Uh, LovingLiberty.net. Tell your friends. Listen often. But we had the Good Sheriff, Richard Mack, CSPOA.org with us. He's with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. And we talked about America's fight. Civilization versus anarchy. Believe it or not, Newt, Newt Gingrich wrote an article in Newsweek that I kind of really agree with and believe in. Now, you know what? I'm not really proud of Newt Gingrich. I think the guy uh, really had an opportunity in the 90s. The Republican, um, what, contract with the American people was a great concept, but Newt melted down not only uh, in his duties as as a congressional critter, but in his personal life with his affairs. So I was quite disappointed in um, Newt Gingrich, but in Newsweek, he wrote an incredible article, America's Fight, Civilization versus Anarchy, and wow, it's spot on. We also talked about guests who gained today's street, guests who trained, I'm sorry, today's street terrorists. G. Edward Griffin writes the piece. You know, the guy that wrote the book, Creature from Jekyll Island? He said the old divide and conquer strategy had been further refined as long ago as 1862 into a concept called the primal race struggle. Yeah. Therein lies the explanation for the riots and violence and trouble we have on our streets today. Believe it or not, the 1960s folks tapped into those old ideas of the race fight, the race struggle. In other words, the the easiest thing you can divide people on is race. And uh, the the 1960s rioters are the ones that trained today's rioters. Yeah, so we talked about that. 
Speaking of fights, we talked about Disney's Mulan, 2020, loyalty, bravery, truth, and devotion to family are the virtues of society. Well, that's all true. Richard Mack really loved the Mulan movie. I'm personally not so sure about it. All the Disney stuff seems to have undertones of very strange stuff. Bisexual, transgender, and the like. So there you have that. Uh, but anyway, we really talked about the importance of understanding. Look, race is the great divide they've found. You can divide males and females decently, but not too well because they love each other. Not too well because they have a natural inclination towards one another. God given, I might add, right? But race works well because anybody who has physical differences than somebody else is looked on with suspicion, mistrust, concern, hesitation. Not that it's justified, but it is the natural reality. And it's not justified because we're supposed to learn to overcome those differences, set aside those differences, realize that we are all children of God. Um, the problem is they want to force us to be all together, right? Normally, people segregate not based on hate, but based on what they're comfortable with. I spend time with people with political views similar to mine. I spend time with people who have, you know, families and children. Why? Because I can get along with a husband. My wife can get along with a wife. Our kids can get along with one another. It just makes sense. It's not that I don't like people without kids. And I can certainly spend time with them. But it's very hard to spend too much time with them because my kids won't have anybody to spend time with, right? And so you don't spend time with people because you hate everybody else, but because you have natural inclinations towards people and circumstances that, for the most part, mirror your own. That's not evil or wrong. So the point that I'm getting at is the Founding Fathers believed in free associations. They didn't believe in forced um, unification or forced associations, busing people here and there and moving people around. Okay, free association is key. That doesn't mean we hate anybody else or that we don't like anybody or that we want to do harm to anybody else. None of those things are true. But they've managed to exploit race, and that is the key to their exercise. We talked about two events, me and the good sheriff, Richard Mack, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers event coming up. It'll be at Liberty University on the 30th of September. So what's that? Basically in, uh, you know, 23 days or whatever, a little over three weeks. CSPOA training event going on. It's America's Last Hope is what it's entitled. It's in Lynchburg, or Lynchburg, I'm sorry, uh, Virginia, and it's September the 30th. It's a 9 to 5 p.m. event. You want to learn more, CSPOA.org. The best thing you can do is send in money so your public officials and sheriffs can attend. They will record it and make it available online after the fact if you can't attend. So that's a pretty cool training event going on, CSPOA.org. We talked about another tr uh, event going on called the Red Pill Expo coming up as well. Red Pill Expo this year had to get delayed because of the COVID, right? But it's back on, and it's happening October 10th and 11th. Red Pill Expo. Now, the creators of Red Pill Expo, one of them is G. Edward Griffin, right? Do you remember him, G. Edward Griffin? This guy is the one that wrote the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, talking about the fraudulent Federal Reserve, how evil it is, etc. right? Anyway, uh, the Red Pill Expo will be going on, believe it or not, of all places this year, 2020, 
in Jekyll Island, Georgia. It's October 10th through the 11th, or I guess 10th through the 12th from what I understand. And it's redpillexpo.org if you want to get information on it. Redpillexpo.org. And uh, anyway, it's going to be an incredible event. I hope to go this year. I'd really like to go. It's a matter of money. If anybody can donate and help us go, we will broadcast uh, and report from there. I don't know if we'll broadcast live or not. Uh, We'll do our very best. It all depends on details. But we will really, uh, for sure, get some live interviews there and broadcast to the best of our ability from that location. Anybody who can donate and help us go, I don't mean to beg for your money, but, man, it's hard for me. You know, we don't make a ton of money on this radio program, so I have to take off work. I have to pay for all the travel, and I have to pay for tickets and attend. And uh, any penny, if somebody says, you know what, I want you to go to the Red Pill Expo, Sam, and I'd love you to report and give us the information or see you there. Anybody that could donate a couple of bucks, uh, the whole point is, you know what, many hands make heavy burdens light is the point. Um, anyway, libertyroundtable.com, donate today. Just put a note in there. Hey, this is for the um, Red Pill Expo, okay? Anyway, I'd greatly appreciate any support we can get to help us reduce the cost of that. Would love to go there. Would love to be live. Would love to report. But we do need a couple of, um, you know, pennies in the piggy bank to get that done. We talked about the war going on in our society over pro-death and abortion. We talked about law and order is for everyone, writes Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council, well-known talk show host on the same network from Washington Watch. Calling for law and order was never controversial, he says, until Trump did it. Oh, good point. Sad, 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 but true. We talked about black voter approval of Trump. Hits 45%. That's amazing numbers. The Democrats don't know what to do, do they, folks? We also talked about presidential hopeful Kanye West. Recently explained that the importance of family is by behind his stance, and that's why he's so pro-life. It's the importance of family. I think Kanye gets it, folks. It doesn't matter how old or how young or how big or how small. Listen up. It doesn't matter how old, young, big, small. God will strengthen us all to accomplish his will. He is gathering Gideon's army right now. And while godless giants might think to destroy God's efforts, it won't get done, folks. God will be victorious. The Lord, our God, will prepare us for all things. Matthew Staver, Liberty Council, really putting out a very positive message. Doesn't matter how old, young, big, small you are. God will prosper our efforts. Even though it seems like a lot of people are refusing to stand up for liberty, it mattereth not because God is creating his army. Matt Staver, what a great message. In my opinion, what a phenomenal message. We also talked about Facebook has labeled the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting a mass murder. FB placed a 17-year-old on a group, a list of dangerous persons. And anybody supporting Kyle it seems to be having their Facebook taken down. Let's talk about this a little bit more because, man, that's sure proven guilty instead of innocent, huh? What? Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? 
Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Transport back in time to our nation's founding at the Freedom's Light Festival. Visit with freedom fighters, colonial artisans, music, contests, prizes, over 35 activities for the whole family. Schedule a school field trip and fulfill the federal requirement to teach the Constitution. Can you crack the spy codes used to win the Revolutionary War? Take home a founding document printed on the exact replica Isaiah Thomas used for the first Declaration of Independence. Register and compete in the Constitution Bowl. Join us September 17th through the 19th. Register at freedomslight.us. Freedomslight.us. This event is completely free, now more than ever. We need to ensure Freedom's Light is not extinguished. Let's keep this light shining in the hearts and minds of our children. Freedomslight.us. That's freedomslight.us. All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby. We are live for Labor Day. I mentioned that Facebook has labeled the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting a mass murder. FB, that's Facebook, placed the 17-year-old Rittenhouse on the company's list of dangerous individuals and organizations. Imagine Facebook creating a list of who's dangerous. Yeah. Takes down content from anyone that defends Kyle. Now you got Facebook becoming judge, jury, and executioner. Kurt? Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. Uh, you know, I was over the weekend. I spent a little time in the Northland up into Idaho and and uh, visited some, um, well, um, close relatives who uh, were quite concerned when they heard that um, one of the news sources I would go to when they looked him up on Google and told them it was a right wing uh, news you know propaganda piece yes or it you know, is like that. and I thought yeah and I asked him a simple question uh, and Google is the source of all truth right yeah no question from you racist mm -hmm. hater no right wing point. extremist you and your cronies yeah who made Google the truth teller and that's really the poignant question to ask. Kurt's right about this. I mean, what's going on between Facebook and Google and it's out of control, folks, and the conservatives are getting absolutely slaughtered. So what was their response to that, Kurt? Oh, yes. Of course, well, they, Google knows. <laughs> it seems to bring the point home. The fact is that, um, you know, everybody 
every operation, whether it's Google, Facebook, or you know, or Twitter, even uh, whatever, they've got people that you know kind of run things. I know they've got computers, but they also have people that actually make choices and uh, put in information and make it so that hey, the computer does what the person tells it to do, right? Yeah, what was their response to all this, though, Kurt? Well, you know, f thankfully, their response was to, you know, uh, instead of to just poo-poo the whole idea or just to leave it on the side, as, I mean, they actually went to the website. They uh, commented that they had listened to part of the program and uh, thought they, uh, uh, they made a comment about our discussion about chicken wings uh, from the Yeah, what day. they think of that? that. Well, that changed a lot of the audio to me uh, real quick there. But anyway, uh, they at least were positive, and they had done, you know, the actual listening there, which, you know, doesn't always happen. Um, yeah, what do they think I of our point about taking the listen. trivial and the non-important discussions that we seem to have in society and tying them to true principles of liberty and principles of responsibility and principles of mm -hmm. integrity and clarity and openness about you know, what's going on in our world and our lives and tying it to religious freedom and what they think of all that, Kurt? Well, Were they, they really didn't get that. They really didn't get that deep. Um, you because know, that was really yet. the intent. At least they the didn't comment. Really important, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, but at least it showed me that they had actually gone to the website, actually clicked on the link and actually listened to it a little bit. Which, That's pretty good. You know, I commend them as, you know, being uh, some people, if they see that Google says we're just, uh, you know, right wing, you know, uh, SPLC unapproved or whatever, then, you know, they're going to be scared off from the start. You know what I mean? Yeah, no question so. about it. You're right about that. And that is the point to be had for sure. And I want to point mm. out, you know, I don't really think we ought to riot over fake chicken wings or anything like that, Kurt. And I don't right. think really rioting is your answer for anything. What I think the answer really is personally is building your, meaning individually you, whoever you are listening, building your individual faith in Jesus Christ Yep. is probably the most important instruction in these modern times of difficulty, in these perilous times in which we live. If you focus on and work towards building your faith in Jesus Christ, that means praying, that means reading scriptures, that means learning the attributes of Christ and trying to mirror them in your own life, uh, that means focusing on God first, in, you know, family, uh, relationships, people more than products or people more than things, you know, and you spend this time building faith in Christ, learning to hear him, learning to focus on the things that matter. I believe that's the most important advice we can give. So when they tell you that we're completely whacked out kooks, you can agree or disagree with any point we make on the radio. But what you should know is our whole goal is to build faith in Christ, confidence in family, hope in your country. Okay? Set aside any differences we may have on any topic. You might think, you know what, Kurt's right on this, Sam's completely out in the weeds. You're free to think that all you like, because it's probably true. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it, it, the point that I'm getting at is as long as we do our, our duty, which is to not make this about Sam and Kurt, to not make this about the world, but to make this about God, building faith in Christ. You know what? Confidence in family uh, and concern for your country. Then I think we have accomplished a great deal on the radio. And hopefully the news topics we bring to your attention 
will do just that. And what I'd like you to do sometimes is when we make a comment that you go, whoa, that's off the rails. That's crazy. I want you to step back and analyze it based on principle and say to yourself, what if Sam and Kurt were right? As crazy as they may be, what if they were right? What if we took the advice they gave? What would happen to this country? Or what if we heed the counsel they provide? Or what if we consider the idea they're proposing? You know, what would, what would society be like? How would it turn out if that were to become the case? And if you think about it that way based on principle, rather than maybe, you know, Sam just created an incendiary comment and burned the barn down or something. Maybe you think about it. Uh, I'll give you an example. Ready? Happy Labor Day from the Liberty Roundtable Live team. Kurt, what do you think of that? That seems a nice thing to say. That doesn't seem kind of crazy? No. All right, good. Now here's the next one. Ready? Yeah. Labor Day is the third deadliest holiday for drivers. There's a new study by autoinsurance.org, and they found that the deadliest holiday is the 4th of July, Kurt. Oh. They say it had an average of 450 deadly crashes per year. So my birthday, Kurt, is the deadliest <clears throat> driving day of all. Happy Second, birthday to you. Thanks a lot. Second day <laughs> is Memorial Day, which had an average of 448 deadly crashes. So just slightly less. Labor Day was third with an average of 443 crashes that were deadly, according to the study, Kurt. Wow. They say this tracked the number of fatal crashes since 2016 to 2018. So three years, right? 16, 17, 18 data. The study you know, analyzed. Congress needs to make a law that says it's illegal to die on those holidays. Well, they already got laws so? that make it illegal to do the things that make people die. Well, good point. <clears throat> so, you know, it's not really a law against death. Doesn't it's just a law work, against. Does it? Well, no, because people don't obey the law, Kurt. That's where we want to provide some guidance and counsel and advice and love and encouragement, right? So the study analyzed 15,000 data points for all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Each year's study builds on the previous year's study, they say. And, of course, due to the coronavirus, they had to build some coronavirus reality in there. All right. Other holidays that were deadly for drivers, Kurt. Columbus Day. Father's Day. Mother's Day, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and each of them averaged over 400 crashes, Kurt. The number on crashes for Labor Day is expected to spike this year, Kurt, because the summer months already tend to see the highest number of fatalities. But uh, anyway, they say during the first wave of the pandemic, we saw a decrease. But now we got the summer and the peak holidays mixed together. And the states are beginning to reopen for business after the first wave of the coronavirus, and people want to party, Kurt. So they say traffic fatalities will begin to rise. Well, you know, you've got the whole state of California that's pretty much on fire. And uh, they're heading, uh, you know, east to try to uh, get out of it. Uh, Places like to go camping or whatever, you know, heading with all their... RVs and places, and we've had reports that where the just Utah is just, you know, kind of filling up with, and I, I suppose that's almost anywhere else out of Yeah, all the Rocky all Mountain states fire. for sure. Utah, Arizona, Idaho, Nevada, yeah. it just goes on and on. They say with America's wanting to party and have a good time, 
people will likely drink and drive, Kurt, mm-hmm. which will cause the fatal crashes to spike. Ouch. They also say speed people are speeding more than typical. And the fatal crashes could spike. So I'm going to tell you what they say you should do to create safety, Kurt. This broadcast, Liberty Roundtable Live, believes in safety. The only thing is we don't believe in force. How does all that jive? We'll talk about it because this is Liberty Roundtable Live on Labor Day. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Dangerous heat across much of the nation's southwest will not be taking Labor Day off as temperatures did enter uncharted territory yesterday. Woodland Hills, northwest of L.A., notched a temperature of 121 for a high yesterday. Not only is it a record, but it's also the highest temperature ever recorded in Los Angeles County. A former St. Louis Cardinals stolen base icon and first ballot baseball Hall of Famer has died. And this is it, folks. Rock is now. Lou Brock was 81. He played 19 seasons for the Cubs as well as the Cardinals and also collected 3,023 hits. He retired in 1979. This is USA Radio News. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I've been on this balance of nature for quite some time now. I know that what you put in your body is critical to your health. I listen to AM radio out of Dallas, and you have these people on there witnessing about the difference it's made in their life. All these people aren't lying about this. I hadn't even had as much as a cold since I've been taking this, and I'm telling you, my energy level has increased unbelievable. So I'm impressed with it. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. A $35,000 reward is being offered for information leading to the arrest of the person who shot and killed a Cleveland police detective and an informant last week. Detective James Skernovitz and Scott Dingis were murdered on Thursday. Skernovitz was part of the Violent Crime Task Force in Cleveland. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange is set to appear in court today for a hearing about extradition as the U.S. wants him sent back to the states to face federal spying charges. The Justice Department indicting the controversial publisher on 18 counts related to the release of secret military documents which exposed apparent war crimes and human rights abuses by U.S. troops in Iraq. Assange denies the charges, calling himself a political refugee. That hearing is set to resume in London after being postponed because of the pandemic. Find us online anytime. We're at usaradio.com. This is USA Radio News.
All right. This is Kirk Crosby and Sam Bushman. We are live for Labor Day, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because we love you and we want to spend time with you. That's why. We could just take the day off and just chill. But see, this isn't something to us, Kurt, that's just, um, you know, something to make a bunch of money or whatever, like many other talk show hosts. This is a labor of love for us. To tell the tale of liberty, to speak out for God, family, and country, to promote life, liberty, and property, uh, and to really provide guidance and direction for solutions. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. That means Solutions Radio. We hope it's your fingertips. So Labor Day is the third deadliest, deadliest holiday for drivers, they say. And they say that the main reasons for the deaths on all these holidays is um, excessive speed and alcohol are the top two, Kurt. Alcohol first, excessive speed second. And so here's the advice we would give. Number one, don't drink. You know, they always want to tell you to drink responsibly, whatever the heck that means. Know when to say when are the kind of phrases they use. And what we would instruct is don't drink alcohol at all. Okay? Now, some would say, well, Sam, I don't share your beliefs. I'm not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints like you are. And, you know, drink is not an evil sin. It's fine. I get it. But I'm telling you this. You tell me what good has come from alcohol. It's tied to all kinds of abuse to spouses and children. It's tied to all kinds of, um, oh, what do you want to say? The lessening of morality in society. The removing of one's natural inhibitions that would prevent people from making serious mistakes. Whether it be fornication or adultery. Uh, it, it ruins your health. I mean, you tell me what good comes from alcohol. And the most you can say is it's fun when we get drunk or I just like the taste or, um, you know, I have the freedom to chew. You're right about all those things, maybe, if that's the way you feel. But it doesn't change the fact that you're going to have a hard time defending what benefit alcohol brings to you. Now, I'm not suggesting it ought to be outlawed. They've already tried that. It doesn't work. But I would encourage you to not drink. And I would especially encourage you to not drink and drive. All right. But if you don't believe me on this, go study the ill effects of alcohol on society. And you'll begin to understand what I'm talking about. But they say also drive safely. Don't speed. Make sure your car is maintained properly. They go into all kinds of little things like this. But I would say speeding, distracted driving, and drugs or alcohol and sleep are the biggest issues. Make sure you get plenty of sleep before you drive. If you are tired, you know what? Pull over, let somebody else drive, stop at a hotel, do something. But don't continue. You know, one little quick comment on the sure. drinking thing I think is amazing, too. Uh, on any of these never-Trumper people, uh, when I let them know that the president doesn't drink or smoke, you think, wow, uh, they think he just, you know, they just had no idea about it. Uh, but it's a great way to keep your senses, uh, keep your body healthier, you know, Um do that well remain in control of your faculties right yeah i mean imagine that kind of idea yeah imagine liberty roundtable live talking about that and trying to encourage people to do better you might even feel like we're back in the millennia trump campaign to be best or something by the way we are amen to that anyway so labor day is the third deadliest holiday for drivers and i submit to you kurt here's the point if we focus on solutions it doesn't have to be so hey make sure your car's properly maintained so it doesn't have an issue Make sure you get enough sleep so you don't get 
sleepy or tired or fall asleep at the wheel or whatever. Make sure you don't do drugs or alcohol so that you're not impaired. Make sure that you're not involved in distracted driving where you're trying to fiddle with the radio or, or you know, look at others or text or do, you know, make sure you're not distracted. And if you were to get rid of the sleep issues, meaning lack of sleep, if you were to get rid of the distracted driving issues, meaning paying attention to something else except for the road, if you were to get rid of the drugs and alcohol and the excessive speed curt, how many of those 400 plus deaths every holiday that they highlight would be dead? I don't well, know the number, but it would be significantly imagine. reduced, right? This will increase, of course, the uh, COVID claims because, you know, many times uh, people that die, even if they die in a tra traffic accident, are just labeled the COVID, uh, you know. Yeah. But uh, seriously, wouldn't it be nice if people would do those things? I mean, I, I literally was traveling yesterday with my wife and, you know, I had to change drivers just because, you know, started to get a little tired. Yeah, that and, happens, uh, I think, to know, the best of us. Even Kirk yeah. Crosby. And, uh, you know, it's so nice to remember to do that so that you can continue on safely. You know? Yeah, one of the good uh, things you can do when you get tired, though, is get out, stop, get out, walk around the car, take a big old swig of raw honey. Oh, yeah. That always yeah. wakes you up a little bit. I know that because when I used to be a wrestler and I used to rest between wrestling tournaments and matches and stuff, what I'd do is I'd just suck down a bunch of that honey. It was always a good energy source, you know? Wow. Yeah. If you want raw honey yeah. delivered directly to your door to learn more, get a hold of Kurt, C-U-R-T at LibertyRoundTable.com or 801-669-2211. You can text or call. And if you want to go there on the web, localhoneyman.com. Now, Kurt didn't promote that commercial at all. I did. But I'm just telling you, there's things that you can do uh, to make a difference if you're in a bind and have to. But think about if you were to get rid of the excessive speed, if everybody were just to settle down, slow down just a little bit, and then you were to get rid of the drugs and alcohol, the impairment, you were to get rid of the distracted driving. You were to uh, make, maintain your car to where that didn't cause issues and problems. Uh, and you were to really make sure that you weren't involved in distracted driving and things like that. Uh, and, you know, you, you avoided the tiredness from sleep and all. Just imagine how many accidents on the road would there be. There'd still be some. People are human and people make mistakes. But I submit to you the number would be significantly, significantly reduced. Now, I would also give one more piece of advice, Kurt, and this is the one I'm not allowed to give. Uh, mm -hmm. Are you ready for it? Am I allowed to let this rip anyway? It is Labor yeah, Day. Good. We are live. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable live, right? I would submit That's to you good. that before you drive, before you go on a trip, say a little prayer. Send a little protection heavenward. You know what, dear Heavenly Amen. Father, please keep us safe mm -hmm. and help us make sure we're wide awake and our, our reflexes are good and that we're paying attention and that Please have thy spirit with us to protect us. And, you know, you always want to close your prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, kind of stuff, right? Because it's in Jesus' name that we pray to our Father, right? Anyway, I digress except for to tell you. You'll hear that on Fox and uh, Rush and Hannity and Darn right Michael you will. Savage quite often. You I mean, know, they're in a God family country, aren't they? Of course. Now, I'm just telling you, the reason yeah. I say, say that little prayer heavenwards, though, is that it tells you, you know, it really has this. What do you want to call it? Submissive attitude or acknowledgement attitude about who's really in charge? And, you know, that alone, that faith, that reliance on him, that knowing that he can protect you and care for you if you do what he asks is a critical component. We talked about right at the start of the show, building faith in Christ, confidence in your family. 
concern for your country, kind of a discussion. This relates to all that. So imagine you get in your car. You're well-rested. You've checked your car, make sure it's all good to go. Uh, you go ahead and make sure that the driver's not impaired. Nobody's impaired in the car, in fact. Uh, so there's no drugs or alcohol going on. And you pay attention. You don't get distracted. You let the passenger or somebody else fiddle with the radio or do other things that need to be done. Consult a map, text somebody, whatever. And you focus on the road. And you're well-rested. And you keep your speed in check. And then you send a prayer skyward, heavenward, uh, as you get off on the road. I really wonder if we did all those things, what the fatality rates would look like. And the reason we focus so much on this on Labor Day, Kurt, a lot of people say that's not very hard-hitting, Sam. That's just a pavlum story. That's just mm, fluff. I don't think so. This is direct problems, death, with real solutions to preserve life and to better your life while you're here. So we're talking about the quality of life and the preservation of life uh, as we discuss this. And so, you know, I just want to know to all those of you who think we're kind of whacked out, what if you were to take that advice? You know, we provided advice on the radio. What if you took that advice? What would happen to society, Kurt? Think it would be a worse place? No, I think it would improve. Things. Think it would be a right-wing extremist dangerous place? Well, Google would probably label it as such. All right. Well, hey, all I can say is we'll pray for Google, too. Yeah, good point. Do you pray for Google? It's not even a person. Maybe well, you pray for the people behind people that work Google. There, yeah. mm-hmm. All right. Pray for all those. Who, they're liberal. Are they even savable, Kurt? Well, I think, uh, you know, I mean, the scriptures, uh, answers, yes, but uh, the scriptures uh, even outlined, uh, you know, like Paul or, you know, Saul. Saul turning into Paul. uh, You know, that kind of thing. Uh, You know, you could see that when you have some of the roughest characters ever. Even Doubting Thomas came around. You know, I mean, you can read those stories and say, hey, you know, uh, it's possible. Even Doubting Thomas came around, didn't he, Kurt? Yes, he did. All right. Did you hear that radio ranks as the most trustworthy source in new iHeart Media poll, Kurt? I didn't see that poll. Uh, it probably wasn't printed in any newspaper, was it? I don't think the newspapers wanted to tell you that radio is the most trustworthy source. I'm just saying. Good point. Yeah, radio ranks as the most trustworthy source in iHeart Media poll. The survey said something else that I find compelling and you'll hear about it in seconds you know where the solution can be found mr president in churches in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world more babies will mean forward-looking adults the sort we need to tackle long-term large-scale problems American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? 
To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. a couple things you ought to know about this radio program. As I mentioned to you in the beginning, this is a labor of love. That's why we're with you. That's why we're with you on Labor Day. All right? It's a labor of love for us. You know what? We just speak the words in our heart. We pray for guidance from the Almighty before every show. And then we just speak the words of our hearts, folks, trying to do the best we can to promote God, family, and country. And Lord knows uh, there's many more talented folks than we. Lord knows there's many more capable people than ourselves. We're just trying to play our part and do the best we can. That's all. All right, Radio Ranks as most trustworthy source in new iHeartMedia study. The survey also revealed, Kurt, I find this fascinating, that radio delivers tangible benefits to listeners from improving your mood do you think people have their moods improved when they listen to us, Kurt? Well, we do talk about some rough things, but then we try to bring them back from the brink of suicide, etc. Despair, yeah, just so that sure. uh, you know they can relax and. So not only do we improve mood, Kurt, but it helps people listen to this. You ready? Yeah. It helps people. Um, how do they put it? Uh, helping people remain connected to their communities. And you say, what community do we represent, Kurt? Globally, our broadcast goes, right? Mm-hmm. What community are we talking about for us then, Kurt? That's a pretty broad community if you're talking about worldwide. The God family country community. Yeah, the God family country community. The community that yeah. believes in conservative values and principles. Mm-hmm. The community that wants good over evil. I know we have religious differences, theologically speaking. I know we come from different countries, and sometimes there's different laws and rules in your country, and I get all that. But I think we're like-minded in our quest to better ourselves and to better those around us. We're like-minded in our quest for solutions. We're like-minded in our quest to promote God, family, and country. We're like-minded in our quest to find new stories that build you up and uplift you and give you hope and courage. We're also like-minded in the stories we bring to the table. Oftentimes, the stories that we bring are pretty negative, but we bring them up because we believe we can have a solution. For example, you take the drivers on the road thing. Hey, you know what? Welcome to Labor Day. It's the third deadliest holiday on the road ever. (laughs) Sounds pretty negative. But if you back into the reason that we bring it up, we believe we can change the game. We believe we can protect life and preserve life and, and improve the quality of life while you're here. 
with that story. So we try to provide, you know, positive stories relating to it. Radio ranks is the most trustworthy source. We just, we're just telling you the truth. For example, next headline says broadcasters warn of possible closures of radio and television stations across Canada. Did you see this, Kurt? No. Say that one more time for me. Broadcasters warn of possible closures of radio and TV stations across Canada. Wow. So what would be the reason for, uh, I mean, besides maybe money, uh, is there some other reason? Well, they say Dateline Ottawa, Canada, broadcasters from radio and television stations are sounding the alarm about the state of their industry. The industry says the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic could lead to the closure of dozens of stations across their country. Without immediate action, they say Canada will see a wave of local television and radio closures over the next three years, says a guy by the name of Leonard Gibson. He's the chair of the Canadian Association of Broadcasters, Kurt. Mm-hmm. They say this will deny many communities a local voice. A report commissioned by the Canadian Association of Broadcasters, the CAB, CAB, warns that advertising revenue shortfalls may push up to 50 radio stations off the air in the next six months and well over 100 going forward or more. A number of stations are facing a term called negative returns, Kurt. (laughs) So that means like you put 1,000 into it and you get 100 back from it? Is that what that means? Well, I guess so. Yeah, that's right. That's a good comparison. Sure. Yeah, yeah. They say the greatest impact, Kurt, will be felt in smaller cities... And rural communities, which already have limited news sources and limited entertainment sources. Uh-huh. Private broadcasters, they say, across Canada are doing everything they can to avoid major cuts or complete reductions or worse, off the air entirely. Advertising revenues have been shrinking for years for private broadcasters. But they say COVID has accelerated the negative trend. Anyway, they go on and talk about the different people and the government. And the report suggests the federal government can protect the industry. They go on and just think the government's the answer to the problem. Mm. I don't think the government is the answer to the problem. So it's a sad story that we're losing these broadcasters. But let me tell you the way it could be solved. Yeah. Because this is Solutions Radio, don't you know? Yeah. The way I'd recommend to resolve it is everybody put a little penny in. If you listen to a radio station, support the advertisers on that station. If you listen online to internet radio, support our advertisers. When you buy raw honey, delivered directly to your door, for example, you are helping Kurt Crosby stay on the air. Okay, Kurt's only got a certain amount of time, 24 hours a day like the rest of us. I know folks think Kurt have 48 hours, but he only really has 24. Now, with his wife helping him, he's probably got 72 hours in a single day. But with Kurt, it's only 24, okay? Mm -hmm. And as a result, then, he's only got a certain amount of time for, like, sleep. And I was telling him to get more sleep so when he drives, it'll be cool, right? Right. And then uh, he's got time with his family, which, you know, and time for his God and his family. And he spends time on his country every day. But it's hard because there's just not enough, you know, time in the day. And, and when yeah. he does radio, it's hard to make money elsewhere. And we don't want to make too much money from radio. What I mean by that is we'd love some support, but we don't want money that controls us. 
Right. That's the problem is that we can get a lot of advertisers. I'm actually a pretty decent salesman, folks, believe it or not. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm probably half the salesman Kurt is. And when I go out and sell, I can do a good job. But the problem is then the advertisers want to control it. They say, you say, you know, the alcohol folks, if they start advertising, would be like, hey, Sam, you really shouldn't talk about all the deaths and, you know, relating them to alcohol. You know what I mean, Sam? It's just not very helpful when you do that. So we don't take any alcohol sales, okay? Now think about that. How many groups would blatantly tell you we will not take alcohol advertising? Well, we don't and we won't. And we haven't and we will not going forward. So as a result of restricting Planned Parenthood, we're not going to advertise for them. I can go on and on and on. You know, a lot of the talk show hosts like, we're advertising Cuban cigars. Yep. If you'd like to get a Cuban cigar, they're the best in the business. I know. I've tried them. That's how they go, right? You won't hear any ED ads on here either. Education? Right? No. Oh, Kurt, what's ED? Oh, they call it erectile sub. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you just hear that almost on those other places. Well, so and you do hear it here a little bit say. when the news runs it and we have no choice. Right. But we, we do our best, and we personally... And I only bring this up, Kurt, not to contradict your point, but to make your point. Yeah. Some might go, oh, well, I've heard that. Well, you only hear it in the news, maybe, which we don't support. And, have, you know, heaven help us, we've tried to do our own news to not even have the commercials in that. Yeah. So you're right. We don't take the ED stuff. We don't take government education, so we don't take all forms of ED. Just saying. Yeah, good point. Anyway, uh, I bring this up because any penny helps us. You know, when I go broadcast live from somewhere, it costs me travel. I have to take off work. We don't support ourselves from radio. Although it is nice to defray our expenses. That's really what we're talking about. I actually make a little bit of money in radio because I'm a consultant and I, I built and sold, sell software. I do make a little bit of money in radio that, that actually just turns around and funds what we do on the radio. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want to be very, very, very transparent. But if you want to help us, LovingLiberty.net, LibertyRoundTable.com. Anyway, our prayers are with the, the Canadian broadcasters, Kurt. I got an email. Uh, a super mainstream press kind of spam mail, Kurt, in the email. Just real quick, yeah. uh, before you go to that, just a couple more uh, radio headlines. Yeah, iHeart revenue drops by nearly 50%. This is about a month old, uh, but, uh, you know, iHeart's you know, not so much different than everybody else uh, in the uh, lovely COVID-19, uh, uh, you know, economy. You got uh, iHeart reports $197 million loss in 2Q, that second quarter. So, you know, I mean, maybe that has something to do with those... Uh, what uh, stations closing down or at least uh, threatening to, right, Sam? Yeah, this is kind of interesting to kind of highlight what you're talking about as well. Headline says bankrupt iHeartRadio mm-hmm. or bankrupt iHeartMedia is what it says. Yeah. Wants to pay their top brass up to $33 million in bonuses, Kurt. Well, we would suggest if you're having trouble paying the bills, um, maybe you cut back on those $33 million in bonuses, right, Sam? Yeah, I don't see the need for it at all. <laughs> I mean, why give them a bonus when you're not making a profit? Well, and you That's would say, well, it. these guys are the professionals. We had to pay top dollar to get them. 
Yeah. I'm like, I okay, guess. well, maybe they ought to listen to a couple of rednecks on your radio and think a little differently. First off, I wouldn't expect yeah. them to pay me near $33 million. Now, they say this money, Kurt, would go to 11 executives. Wow. Well, they call it 11 senior managers at the yeah. nation's largest radio station owner. And I look at that and I go, oh, man. So that's like $3 million per person, Kurt, a little over, right? Yeah. And I think it's not and, necessary. And we've seen these uh, reports of them doing these massive uh, podcast deals, you know, big old, you know, bunch of money flowing to these different places. And then you go, and you're losing money. So how does that work? You know, I mean, I mean, it just doesn't, I guess it is kind of federal thinking, though. I mean, yes, it is. And they receive they money from the government, too. Support. What happens is. They, you know, put in bids for these licenses that are at auction from your government. And then what they do is they just ratchet up the price of the bid. Then when the bid gets agreed upon, okay, we'll take your offer or your bid, your your auction. Then what yep. they do is they come back and they go, well, we can't pay it right now. And the government's like, well, we'll yeah, give you a special a you know, deal. And then they're like, well, mm -hmm. can we negotiate this down? And here's why. And before you know it, the deal that they auctioned it for is pared down and changed and manipulated, giving them special privilege, Kurt. That's right. That's We've what often, sadly, happens, right? Yep. Good point. All right. Anyway, bankrupt iHeartMedia. I just find that interesting. The biggest You know, the other thing I wanted group, to comment on real quick. Hold on. The biggest was, group in radio yeah. is declaring bankruptcy. Yeah. Yeah. And then radio and, ranks as most trustworthy source. And you see him spending boatloads of money. The other thing I wanted to comment on, since I traveled from Idaho down into Utah, big distance, massive amounts of smoke, Sam. And guess what? California's on fire. And, uh, you know, of course they say it's because of the heat wave. And I'm thinking, uh, I think it would heat things up if your whole state's on fire, wouldn't it, Sam? I mean, you know, I mean. Yeah, well. Maybe it's not just global warming. Maybe it's hoping, because the whole state's on fire. I'm just hoping people will see the light when they feel the heat. That usually is what happens. So we're praying for that. Amen to that. I will also say this, though. You kind of wonder, why is everything on fire, Kurt? Think it's just because somebody lit a match Almost or set off a firework? Fire and brimstone. 1,200 lightning strikes, fire and brimstone from heaven. I don't know. You think the ultimate weatherman's saying, hey, folks, consider repenting? Just oh, yeah. asking. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby, Dr. Scott Bradley with us. We are live for Labor Day. And we, the Liberty Roundtable live team, wish you a happy Labor Day. This is September the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country. In short, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Kurt's with me. Welcome, sir. Oh, I forgot. I pushed that button and it didn't work right. Wait a 
Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. It worked right, sir. You're coming in five by five. Yeah, very good. Sounding phenomenal. Dr. Scott Bradley, you're welcome as well, sir. Oh, thank you very much. And this uh, lovely Labor Day, it's very quiet. My neck of the woods. I don't know where everybody is. I like it that way. So you're coming in five by five, They're too. Hiding out in the mountains. <laughs> All right. All right. I got an interesting email I want to talk to you guys about. It's very short, but I think it's quite telling and worth a discussion. The headline said, Paradise Awaits You, Sam. And I thought, amen, right on. Then I opened the email. It says, Sam, the winnings are within your reach, buddy. And it was a gambling spam email. Which, of course, is worthless, so I nuked it. I deleted that sucker. But I thought about that. Kind of two phrases. Paradise awaits you, Sam. And Sam, your winnings are within your reach. I thought, man, that's worthy of a radio show, Doctor. (laughs) Well, are you going to become a compulsive gambler now or what? Have you lost your mind I would put on the radio and reject gambling and say, when you take gambling and alcohol and, and drugs and sports and everything that takes people away from families, you've lost your marbles. And what it's going to take to restore our great country is to restore our men, our fathers, our husbands, our sons, and women too to some degree, but primarily to, to have a set aside some of these things. I do believe... I do believe, ladies and gentlemen, that paradise awaits me. But it isn't because there's going to be some gambling winnings. That is the big satanic lie. Okay? I don't need to get rich and chase whiskey, women, and gold. I need to focus on God, family, and country. And I agree that paradise awaits me. But it awaits me only in so much as I keep the commandments of God. And that I reject those things that would take me away from the things that can save me. And so that's why I thought this was worth kind of a a broadcast discussion about is to say, hey, you know, we're looking for love in all the wrong places there, doctor. You know, it's really true. There are um, innumerable, I don't know how anybody could put a number on it, satanic counterfeits that are out there that, uh, that are touted as the pathway to whatever nirvana you're looking for. But I think that the original plan set forth by God right in the very beginning, a husband and wife cleaving unto each other and none else, and uh, raising their family in, a, in, in that traditional family unit that, that, I mean, both parents are absolutely essential. And I think much of what society is doing today, not only do you have other distractions, like you point out, the, the gambling and so on and so forth, but... But many of the things of the world today distract from that traditional family that God ordained right from the very beginning, and uh, there's all sorts of perverse definitions that are out there. But but you, you see some of these, I don't know, they're uh, sitcoms or whatever they call them, where the guy is just a buffoon, an absolute jackass, and uh, and you look at uh, at the insolence of the children and the arrogance of the wife and it's kind of like you know you guys have perverted what would be the most natural normal 
synergistic relationship in all eternity, uh, a husband and wife bound together in love that have created a family that have the best interest of their children and each other in their hearts and minds, and they're working always to basically bring that success about. And then you have laws, like some of the stuff that happened in the Great Society, for example, back in LBJ's day, where if there was a man in the house, the uh, funding didn't come in from the government. And so we have gone into a, a single-parent thing that's uh, just filled with poverty, We've gone into a situation where there's uh, crime. Uh, the, our prisons are filled with with boys that didn't have a father in the home. And, and you know, the, this idea that there ought to be a conflict, and it's Marxist, uh, satanic, satanic and Marxism, they're kind of, they're inextricably interwoven. But the, thing, the fact of the matter is, Satan's plan is based upon conflict and contention and anger and and rejection and everything, where God's plan is a, is a love-based program, where it's uh, it has ultimately uh, the best interest of everyone in it, because God loves everybody. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, society has fallen off the rails, and, and truly, truly, um, the way the family is being destroyed by almost every aspect of anything in society is not just a tragedy— it, it's really the whole basis of society is losing its uh, its bearings and falling off the rails. Yeah, you're right. This is a this is a huge issue. It's a huge issue, but it's an issue, in my opinion, where guidance is obviously in our society uh, needed, sorely needed, and it's an issue that's so clear to me. I don't need whiskey. All that you can't point to the positives of alcohol consumption. Now, I'm not here to outlaw it, but I am here to tell you there's no value in the evils of alcohol. Okay, you take that, you know, so you got whiskey, women, and gold. I only want one woman, and I want her forever. When it comes to gold, I know I have to have enough to support my family. I get it. But it's 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 it ends that uh, is based on the means. I got to have the means to fulfill the end, which is to support my family. But it isn't about gold to me. I want my treasures in heaven, Dr. Bradley. Well, indeed, and, and uh, part of the problem that we've created in society is that we've created a, a chaos society. And I, I know Black Lives Matter and the, the Antifa and, the, and all of the, the COVID nonsense that's going on and everything, all of that leads to chaos. But God did not create a chaos universe. Everything has order in his kingdom. And the, the thing is that that's what the people in the Renaissance, uh, when there was this awakening, you know, microscopes, telescopes, I mean, they saw the order in the kingdom from the very smallest of anything they could access to the very largest. They saw this order. And what they actually uh, came to consider was the if there's order in the universe that, and the Creator gave it that order, well, maybe maybe there's a way, a formula, if you will, that uh, mankind may be happiness, happiest, and that's why they started looking for this. But in today's society, what we've done is we've created a godless philosophy, then it's taught in the, uh, the temples and, um, and chapels of, of the humanist, uh, humanist religion being a faith-based religion without God, 
but it's become a de facto religion in the nation, in our public education systems, where we have a tax-supported belief system. And uh, then you go to the university where you have the, the temple of the most high uh, egotists in the world, where they promote these, these things themselves. But, so what we've done is we've, we've taught people that everything's chaotic, that we're just a bunch of elements bumping into each other, and, and by accident, the society happened, and, and human beings are just highly evolved animals, and uh, how come we would question children if they act like animals or people or whatever? And, and so we've got to go back to the basis of the origins of everything in the universe, and it, it started with a, a creator that did everything based upon love. And if we can you know, kind of recapture that in our lives, maybe we'll be able to express some of that you know, in, in our little universe, if you will, whether it's in our own family or in our community or even in our nation. Uh, and and we, we have just found ourselves without bearings almost because of our education system that, that emphasizes all of this nonsense. And we've got to go back to the basics that the founding fathers did was they created this nation, for example, that those that believed in God... Uh, try to bring betterment about, you know? So, yeah, uh, we're, <laughs> we've, got, we've got to recenter our lives. We really do. Kurt, you want to chime in on this topic? I know it's a goofy little email that I got, and at first you just dismiss it and delete it and go, whatever, they're goofy. But you know what? I think it's a, a, an opportunity for us really to dig down and to think critically uh, about who we are, where we came from, why we're here, where we're going, what the purpose of life really is. In an effort to say, hey, are there solutions? Is there a way to improve things or better things? And I think the answer is a clear, resounding yes. But it's not in the uh, gambling or the alcohol or the if it feels good, do it or the whatever. You know, if what what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas or whatever phrase they come up with is their latest manipulative tactic to advocate for their uh, satanic rituals. We've got to reject, Kurt. Couldn't agree more, Sam. All right, when we yeah. come back, we'll let yeah. you rock and roll. Sorry, I didn't expect the break to come so fast. That's Hang okay. tight. That's we'll no go problem. straight to Kurt Crosby on the other side. You're listening to The Doctor, Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, Kurt Crosby, and yours truly, live on Labor Day. Why? Because this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you as always for your participation here on the uh, Liberty Roundtable radio talk show. Uh, of course, it's uh, heard live on the things like the Roku channel. Uh, you can listen so many different ways uh, on your Alexa. I mean, Siri will help you out. I mean, there's a lot of ways to participate, and we appreciate whatever way uh, you choose to do that. And we even thank you occasionally for those uh, folks who uh, may spread the word and uh, pass it on, if you will. Uh, but to illustrate Sam's point about kind of where we find ourselves and what the real solutions are, I was looking at the, uh, oh, some of the different news pieces in the, you know, in, in our area. Um, we are, you know, several, well, at least one state separated from a, uh, the state of California, and yet uh, we are, uh, well, experiencing a pretty good amount of smoke in our area. And uh, as far as I can tell, most of the source of that has to do with uh, the actual burning of the state of California. Now they've, uh, you know, found out that they say that the, uh, uh, like one headline from our boys, our buddies across the pond, the mails on mail online boys, uh, dailymail.com, that is. They say that uh, family behind gender revealed firework that sparked huge El Dorado wildfire in California could face bill for entire cost of putting blaze out. Uh, yeah, that'll fix it. Of course, uh, you know, that'll, that'll make everything okay. Now they say they've recorded a temperature of 121 degrees, uh, there. Now I would suggest they could get a hot, hotter temperature, especially if they put that thermometer right inside with those flames. Uh, but, um, they also say they're using the uh, military to go in and rescue folks that are trapped, etc. Massive Sierra fire traps people at mammoth pool at least as far as i could tell nobody was trapped in church uh, where they had to rescue them there um, now california grid operator warns of rotating power outages and record heat wave so anyway they say that it's pretty hot in california and i suggest those fires might be heating it up just a little bit and the planet um you know now i talked with uh, one of my well uh, not, I mean, it's a very close associate over the weekend. They were quite concerned that, hey, uh, just like Governor Newsom in California, that uh, the global warming is really 
uh, happening, or or as they choose to call it now, it's uh, climate change, and it's all our fault. And I'm sure the president has a big part of the problem because he uh, disbanded the uh, our participation in the Paris, uh, whatever they're called. Uh, uh, but anyway, the bottom line is it's kind of rough out there, and uh, the only real solutions, in my opinion, are return to God's, uh, well, Ten Commandments, keep those, and uh, do all we can to, well, humble ourselves, if you will, in sackcloth and ashes. Maybe that's almost kind of like the fire thing. But anyway, those are my recommendations. Is that all right, Sam? Absolutely. Um, it's important for us all to think about these things. And, and I know it was just a simple little weird email that's goofy. But I'm convinced that if we're thoughtful and prayerful, we can take things that are so simple and turn them into real life-changing uh, opportunities. I mean, just imagine the gamblers when they sent that. Did they expect a weirdo like me to go, that's weird. And that, that requires a little bit of a unpacking that, that simple, goofy promo for gambling um, really needs unpacking. And, and then it would turn into this. Do you think the uh, gambler and promoting folks that want to destroy society, do you think they expect, do they gamble on that there, Doctor? Well, I don't know. I mean, as, as, uh, as a fisherman, you might have sometime gone out and tried different lures and, and to see what the fish are taking today. And, you know, if you're doing fly fishing, you find out, you know, what seems to be the flavor of the day. But, uh, yeah, there's, you know, it's it's a marketing ploy. And, I think we uh, spend a lot of our time spending effort and energy on things that have no value. I There was a Trappist monk back in the 70s that talked about uh, sometimes we put a ladder against a wall and climb it, and we find out we climbed the wrong wall. Uh, and that's what this kind of takes us to, is, uh, yeah, as you pointed out earlier, looking for love or whatever in the wrong places. So, yeah, I... Um, and, and one little takeoff on what Kurt was saying, it seems to me that anciently, if you read back through the ancient histories, um, there's there's been a lot of historical precedents for uh, challenges that humbled people and brought them back into, you know, a recognition of God's hand and things. And, and uh, you know, even some of the most vile places, you look at Jonah when he went to... Uh, try and preach, and he ran away from it, but it, but it worked. I mean, he, he was able to bring stuff to people's attention, but I, in, in our modern society, we seem to have inoculated ourselves against turning to God. I mean, so much of society, and, and again, that certainly wouldn't be anybody on this program that would promote that kind of concept, but but the idea is, oh, no, it's it, no, no, it's, it's science that uh, we've got to turn to, or We've got to turn to physicians and scientists to sur to solve the COVID deal, or, oh yeah, if we if we do the right thing according to the scientists, it's not going to be too hot on Earth, or we'll get more rain, or we're going to end up uh, able to grow more groceries or whatever. There is a complete deflection of the origin of all our blessings in our hearts and minds because we have been so soundly uh, indoctrinated in the humanist perspective that there is no God. Uh, God is dead, or he never lived, or whatever, and, and now we turn our hearts to these wise men. And, you know, the scriptures talk about the wisdom of the wise, the understanding of the prudent. 
ultimately failing. And unfortunately, even many religions nowadays fail to make the connection to, um, you know, you, you realign yourself properly with God, blessings occur. And, uh, you know, there's peace that happens in your life. And unfortunately, I see so many religionists even that say they're waiting for physicians and scientists to save the world from this COVID pandemic. And I, I just say, holy cow, who is who is in charge of everything? And it's not physicians and scientists and educators and lawyers and, you know, all of these uh, politicians and all this other blather and nonsense that's out there. It's the God of the universe. And uh, I trust him and feel confident that he's got our best interests in mind if we'll just try and you know, conform to the, the plan that he gave that's going to bring happiness. It is a plan of happiness, is what he's set forth. And um, and so, yeah, I, I just am amazed how ancient peoples that weren't as sophisticated as we call ourselves today, weren't so cosmopolitan and, and educated, uh, said, you know what, we, you know what, we, it was pretty good when we were pulling the line with the counsel that we were given and, and when we were following the plan, things worked out okay, and they returned to it, and they do work out okay. But today, it's just almost unheard of, even in many religions, to even give consideration to a return to God's plan. And and I go, holy cow, what are we what are we thinking? And um, I think we're going to continue to spiral until we do that. That's just my opinion, and uh, we'll just have to see how it turns out. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I think this is a weighty topic. And a weighty topic uh, for consideration. And I do think that there's paradise. In fact, the Savior on the cross uh, said to one of the thieves, because he had hope a little bit, the other thief said, I give up. It's a waste of time. But the one guy said, hey, you know what? I, I hope. Is there an answer for me? Is there? The Lord said, thou shalt, thou shalt be with me in paradise. And so I do think paradise awaits those who make wise choices. I think agency is one of the most prized possessions we've been given by a loving father in heaven. And that agency is at the core of the battle that we're facing on earth. The battle that biblically is documented that started in heaven. And that battle for the souls of men continues on earth today between God Almighty and Satan. And we must make choices in the middle. And that's why we double down on these choices and find it so critical to say to you, hey, there is paradise. But when they say, Sam, your winnings are coming, I'd prefer to store my treasures in heaven. I'd prefer to live my life in meaningful ways by promoting God, developing a relationship with God, learning to pray, so that I can have a passport to spirituality. And then he can give me guidance as, my, as I live my life. He can give me protection and direction. And then I can focus on my family. The wonderful blessing that God gave me to help me be faithful and build my faith and eventually return to him. And the freedoms we have in this country cannot be underestimated. That's why it's so important to stand for religious liberty. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Weather on this Labor Day 2020 will be idyllic in the east, according to forecasters, with mid-80s and low humidity across much of that region. But the southwest will suffer under another day of a major heat wave. California's power grid operator is thanking folks for conserving power so far this weekend, avoiding the need for them to impose rolling blackouts. But they say such action is still on the table if power demand soars. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin confirming a report from last week that a deal's been reached to avoid a government shutdown. We'll do this separately from the the CARES Act negotiations. Mnuchin telling Fox News Sunday the agreement with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is on a so-called clean continuing resolution, as in pork-free, and would probably last until after the election. This is USA Radio News. Can the daily recommended servings of fruits and vegetables fit into just six capsules? Yes. We start by sourcing organically grown whole fruits and vegetables. We ensure they are picked at peak ripeness. All of our produce is third-party tested for pesticides, heavy metals, bad bacteria, and nutrients. They are then washed, cut, and put through an advanced vacuum cold process, which removes the water using pressure. This maximizes the nutritional value while preserving the color, smell, and taste of the fruit or vegetable. The freeze-dried food is then ground into a fine powder without adding any additives, fillers, or extracts. These powdered foods are then mixed in our proprietary blends and encapsulated, locking out air and moisture. The capsules are then bottled and shipped directly to our customers. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Labor Day, created to honor the economic achievements of American workers. Some thoughts on the 2020 observance of the holiday from John Clemens. Despite the challenges of COVID-19, we should be grateful to those working in the grocery stores of America and for those who supply product to those supermarkets. I spoke to Leslie Saracen of the Food Industry Association, FMI. I'm grateful for the thousands and thousands of grocery workers all throughout the country who have day in and day out paid attention to the details of the work they do. They've maintained the discipline of the sacrifice and service to their communities as they always do. They've had to overcome a lot of fear and, frankly, fatigue to show up for work every day because the rest of us in this country are depending on them. With the USA Radio Network, I'm John Clemens. Labor Day first celebrated in 1882. It became a federal holiday in 1894. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I want to switch gears. Hopefully we've helped you think a little bit. Think about what's important in life. And uh, I don't need to win anything. What I need to do is work hard for what I get. I need to do my very best and trust in the Almighty for the rest. And I pray paradise awaits me. I was reading, uh, well, let me say it differently. Yesterday, as you know, we do home church. Let's start out there. We do our church at home, um, and uh, we gather around as a family and have a church service every Sabbath. And um, what we do oftentimes in my church is we start out with an opening song, 
a hymn and a prayer we sing. And uh, then we partake of the sacrament, the Lord's Last Supper, if you will, or the symbolism thereof. And then we usually watch <clears throat> a talk from our church leaders. Uh, the term is called General Conference. So we watch a talk from General Conference, which happens in our church twice a year. And the talk I watched yesterday, I think, relates to this discussion immensely. And the headline for the talk, or the title of the talk, is a home where the Spirit of the Lord dwells. And it's by one of the apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by the name of Henry B. Eyring. So it's called A Home Where the Spirit of the Lord Dwells. And the reason I want to bring up this talk is because of what's in it. All right? So I'm emailing my friends right now and telling them about this. Um, but there's a couple of things I want to share. Interesting notes, if you will. This was stated publicly in eight, or April 2019, a year before this became a reality. The missionary spirit will grow in our homes as children and parents feel the joy of forgiveness in the sacrament service. By their example of reverence, both parents and children can help each other feel that joy. That joy can go far in turning our homes into missionary training centers. Now, the reason I quote that is because now we have sacrament service in our homes, and now we have missionary training centers in our homes. That was stated a year before it actually happened. Home sacrament service, homes in the missionary training centers, very, very interesting. I bring it up because he finishes by saying this. There's the key to leading your family to rise to that spiritual place that you want for you and them as you help them grow in faith that Jesus Christ is their loving Redeemer. They will want to repent. As they do, humility will begin to replace pride. So building faith in Jesus Christ is the beginning of reversing spiritual decline in your families, people, and in your home, okay? You don't need to preach against every, you know, mistake they make, although that's not bad to do, right? But it's good to understand that building faith in Jesus Christ is the key. I find that direction immensely educational and something that I and my family will take to heart. But whether you're a member of my church or not is irrelevant. Building faith in Christ is the key. Kurt and then Dr. Bradley. You know, Sam, I noticed um, uh, at least um, talking about this issue, uh, this will be the second of our uh, general conferences that uh, have been held under this uh, I Wuhan virus or Chinese virus or the COVID or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so, um, you know, rather than fill up the massive uh, 23,000 or so seat um, venue, they'll have uh, the broadcasts from, uh, you know, the small little uh, little room uh, where only those who are going to pray or speak will be attending uh 
and yet uh, you'll have a very live, uh, or excuse me, very large uh, um, audience uh, when you look at the global uh, reach of this 16 plus million member church. And uh, of course, we uh, you know invite anyone who's interested in learning more of the Savior Jesus Christ and His uh, teachings, uh, etc. You know, to be there. I mean, I suppose we even invite those who aren't interested, uh, you know. And uh, to me, that's part of the solution or a big part of the solutions these days, ladies and gentlemen. It always has, and that is to uh, return to God and uh, remember he's the uh, master of the universe, unlike, uh, you know, Google and et cetera. Uh, the real master of the universe is not uh, Google, etc. Uh, and uh, you know, so there are the solutions available. Uh, we we suggest uh, all people, uh, Americans and everywhere else, uh, no matter if you're a hyphenated American like our buddy Lloyd Marcus or no, any he's other an unhyphenated type. American. That's right, he's an unhyphenated. All you any of you hyphenated ones or any anybody else, uh, you know, we recommend you, uh, you know, turn to God and, uh, you know, repent, as we say, and, you know, kind of like they are in California in sackcloth and ashes. Uh, but uh, that's the word for the day, huh, Sam? Yes, indeed, Dr. Bradley. Now, what do you think of my assertions here? You know, it's interesting, uh, the family really is the fabric of society. And I believe that if things are not taught in the family, we are ultimately going to uh, find them unraveling on us. And and it's interesting that, you know, if you read the Marxist uh, manual, the Communist Manifesto, uh, he talks about, you know, destroying the most hallowed of relationships, the family relationship. And when um, the Marxists took over, you know, the Bolsheviks in Russia in 1917, it was a group called the Sarlov Anarchists. And, uh, of course, central to um, Marxist philosophy and uh, origins, diabolically, ultimately, I believe, satanic, is the uh, destruction of the family and, and uh, this idea that wives and husbands cannot be unified, uh, and they actually... Uh, put a decree out that said that uh, marriage was was dissolved and and women became the property of the state and a woman could be made use of by any member of the party uh, and if you weren't a member of the party you could pay a dues fee and and you could have that uh, program work for you but the fact is they found that the society began to completely unravel they found that society really hinged upon that family relationship and so. Yeah, I, I think, you know, God is the author and finisher of our salvation, but he established a program under which that was to be brought forth. And as we stray from that uh, ideal, and and we stop teaching within the family, we stop uh, abiding in those principles. You know, if husband and wife don't cherish each other. And it's a two-way street. It really is. I mean... You know, the uh, the world today, oftentimes through their sitcoms, as we mentioned earlier, tend to to uh, denigrate the husband and father in the home. And uh, I think a lot of times in the attitudes of the world today, it's kind of like, uh, what, what 
good does he have around? He's just another hassle around the home. But but as a protector, as a provider, as one that uh, you know was kind of a an manifestation of strength and courage and faith. A husband and a father is absolutely essential, and the wife is nurturing and caring and loving, and and together with their uh, each their individual God-given strengths and 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 the you know the natural role that God has given them, uh, something good happens. And and so yeah, I think that you know if we can worship in our homes, if we can study the things of eternity, if we can. Uh, open our horizons up to go beyond, you know, what's the next basketball game or football game, whatever season we're in now, who cares and who knows. But but um, the blather of the day is a distraction. And so, you know, we do need to center and return and come back. And, and I think uh, our family relationships will strengthen our churches and our family relationships will strengthen our communities. Our family relationships will strengthen our nation. And uh, uh, we're we're on a tough track right now. We're we've kind of forgotten that, and we need to go back to the original formula. I think so. Yeah, I think I think you're onto something. All right, I kind of thought for Labor Day, you know, it's a celebration, really, if you study the origins of it, of unions, which eventually turn into forced unions, etc. But I want to take a different tact with the term kind of like Halloween. I don't like Halloween for the negativity and the satanic promotion that it has, but I can turn it into a good day with God, family, and country. And so Labor Day, I want to do the same. The term labor, what kind of labors can you perform with your time and talents, ladies and gentlemen? Transport back in time to our nation's founding at the Freedom's Light Festival. Visit with freedom fighters, colonial artisans, music, contests, prizes, over 35 activities for the whole family. Schedule a school field trip and fulfill the federal requirement to teach the Constitution. Can you crack the spy codes used to win the Revolutionary War? Take home a founding document printed on the exact replica Isaiah Thomas used for the first Declaration of Independence. Register and compete in the Constitution Bowl. Join us September 17th through the 19th. Register at freedomslight.us. Freedomslight.us. This event is completely free, now more than ever. We need to ensure Freedom's Light is not extinguished. Let's keep this light shining in the hearts and minds of our children. Freedomslight.us. That's freedomslight.us. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. 
well-meaning politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. You know, in the Bible, the Lord teaches about laborers in the vineyard. And there's a lot of uh, parables and comparatives to laboring. Uh, And, uh, you know, the parable comes to mind about the folks that labored and they got promised a certain amount of pay. Then later in the day, people joined and later in the day and finally towards the end of the day, a couple of people joined and they all got paid the same. And the folks that worked for a long time were like, hey, man, this is a ripoff. I, um, you know, I worked nine hours, 10 hours, whatever, 12 hours, sun up, sun down. These guys only worked an hour and they get the same pay as me. And the Lord of the Vineyard said, hey, this is my deal, man. You made a deal with me and you got paid what I promised you. You're not being ripped off. Uh, and I bring this up because I think it relates. We're going to talk about Labor Day. I don't think all labors are equal, if you will. And I think that the laboring for God, family, and country are some of the most important labors we can perform uh, on this earth, Dr. Bradley. Well, it's correct. And, and part of the problem is that we have equated success far, far too often with this monetary system that we seem to be, uh, it's, it's fast unraveling, by the way. The, uh, the $6 trillion we've added in debt to the nation is absolutely destroying our economy and everything, but that's probably another subject. But it seems like people equate value to monetary things. And, and uh, you know, the, the have your treasures in heaven thing you've been talking about so long through here, um, we need to kind of refocus how we do that. I mean, some people, some husbands think their wives don't do a, uh, any value because they're home taking care of their most precious, priceless gifts from God, their children, but they're not bringing in a quote-unquote income from the world. And, uh, and you know, this idea of measurement by that tool is a distraction from what, what really is important, and we've allowed this to become almost universal in our society. I hear women in church talking about how, oh, I can't wait to get rid of my kids, so I can't wait for school to get started. I just, uh, oh, my job is just so much more satisfying. And you know what? I, th- I think we're we're kind of barking up the wrong tree with that kind of attitude. And and you know, husbands really do need to recognize that the the good shepherd that watches their little flock at home does a much more priceless effort than someone that's uh, stacking BBs and filing papers in an office or something like that. And and the the wives need to feel joy that, they're, that God's blessed their husband with the ability to love and cherish and provide for their family when they're mortal needs. I mean, we're all upside down and back. Not all completely. Everybody's not. I, I, you know, I shouldn't be that universal in my indictment, but far too often that's the way our society handles things. And, and I think that we're, we're, we're barking up the wrong tree. We're climbing the wrong ladder against the wrong wall. You know, use some of the little analogies we've, we've mentioned today. I, I think that we need to recenter our lives, you know, God, family, country, as you keep bringing back. And the country would be better if our God and our family are right with us. And, and um, everything kind of has a natural flow to it that we've kind of lost in, in all of our gathering of the world to ourselves. And I think it's a tragedy. I, I think the sweet, peaceful joy 
of gathering your loved ones around you. You know, I'm I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I could maybe go find a cabin someplace and put my feet up in front of the fire and read a lot of books. I love to read, you know, chop my wood and everything like that. But you know what? There's no joy in that to me if I'm not surrounded by those I love. I mean, I, I mean, I've I've thought long and hard about this. If if I was bereft of those that um, I cherish, my life would be rather empty. And, and uh, you know, you might say, oh, it's going to be a lot more peaceful without, you know, by running around and making all the noise. No, that those, those noises are joyful noises to me. And um, and so uh, maybe somehow, some way, we in society could start to recognize that happy little voices in our home are a signal of God's love to us. I don't know. And, you know, maybe maybe society will be better once we start to recognize all the gathering of the world is not bringing us the happiness that we hoped. I, I, I knew somebody very well over the years. He's dead now, but uh, it well, was very, very, very Christ, though, right? I hope so, but uh, and I believe so. But he was very well to do financially, and he used to. Oh man, he gathered sports cars to him, and <laughs> it was kind of a gearhead in terms of all of the, uh, you know, the power cars and everything guns and everything like that and, and you know one day he called me he says let's go out and he, he said i got a new rifle and you go out and shoot it and he, you know he, he put about five rounds through it and he set it down and he says you know this doesn't make me happy and i thought well <laughs> you're looking for happiness in the wrong ways you know and and he ended up he didn't have his family there was an estrangement his family was gone everybody that that should have been the formula for his success was replaced by material things. And, uh, and and he realized in that one moment of lucid thought, when he set his brand new rifle down, he said, you know, this doesn't make me happy. And I thought, holy cow, yeah, well, yeah, I, here's here's a, an idea. <laughs> here's another way to look at this thing. And, and, um, and I really do think Americans, modern Americans, Isaiah talks about, you know, our endless chariots and all the things, that, worshiping the things of our fingers and made and all. It's like, holy cow, maybe, just maybe, this back-to-basics thing, um, if, if we lived in a dirt floor hovel and we had the things that were really priceless around us, maybe we'd be happier than uh, the opulence that we live in. I don't know. It's, you know I think uh, we've got to do our own introspection. Dr. Bradley, one uh, comment about your uh, wealthy friend. Uh, you know, when uh, when I die and uh, all the rest of us, we're all going to take the same amount that he took with us. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, as they say, there's no pockets in the shroud. Huh? Well, you know, they say, how much did he leave behind? Well, everything. You know, it's... Uh, and it's kind of like you take with you what, um, you know, what is eternal in its nature. And I think the spirit is eternal. And, and uh, I firmly am convinced that the family is an eternal unit. In fact, it's really the only unit, I believe, that will survive death. Um, I think that, uh, you know, if you're the CEO of some big, uh, you know, money-mongering medical association or some, I mean, I could pick any, so I mean, it doesn't have to be medical, although that's frustrating to me what they're doing to us nowadays. But, but at any rate, yeah, if you, if you uh, whatever your worldly title is, I think that's going to mean very little to God. And uh, in our, you know, the, the things, well, how did you treat your wife? Or how did you, the wife treat her husband? How did you treat your children? Did you raise them in righteousness? Did you bring to them 
the things that will bring uh, eternal peace? I mean, or did you cast them off? I, one day I was on a, one night, actually, I was on a red-eye flight back to New York, and I sat next to a young woman that was really more talkative than she should have been, and she was a nanny for a—this is a family, if I said the name right now, most of your listeners would know who they are. I won't do that, because she, she really ran her mouth a lot faster and longer than she should, and she talked about the relationship of the husband and wife in this extremely wealthy, extremely powerful family— and what had happened to the relationships with not only husband and wife and the affairs that both of them were having um, instead of being together, and the way their children were, were being handled. And she had lost hope for the, I think the son was 15 years old, if I recall correctly, but the little girl was 11. She said she still hoped she could save her from what had happened. But but honestly, the, and, and the money that ran through that house, she she talked about how she paid the bills for the home and everything. To me, it was it was an empty uh, kind of hollow kind of everything. And uh, here was a young woman. She was, I think, 22. That was the nanny. She was trying to pull things together for a husband and wife that had long since forgotten what was really important. And they were losing kids and each other and everything else. And and I just think, wow. Amen. I've got two headlines to round out this uh, conversation that I've kind of written. Hopefully it'll make sense. First one says this, laboring for God, family, and country, your labor is not in vain. That's for Labor Day, ladies and gentlemen. That is a solution that we would provide for you to consider. Laboring for God, family, and country, your labor is not in vain. Here's the second one. How do you measure success? How do you measure or measure success? Right? I would say it starts with discover your governing values. Kurt, you want to respond to that? Well, those are great um, recommendations. And uh, from uh, whether it's uh, Dr. Scott Bradley or you, Sam, uh, I mean, that's... Uh, you got to labor uh, in the right areas. Uh, put your efforts, uh, you know, in the defense of God, family, and country. Uh, building up your, you know, God, of course, and your family, uh, strengthening it in all the ways that you can. Uh, because just like uh, Dr. Scott's uh, mentioned there of the uh, very wealthy family that had lost their way, um, you know, and uh, we see that so many times, uh, and so many of us need to be grateful that, uh, quote, unquote, our ship hasn't come in uh, as we would <laughs> have hoped it to do. Uh, you know, um, I just, uh, it's one of the toughest things I think families have to deal with is uh, uh, wealth, and so... Uh, you know, uh, we should uh, be grateful for that. On the other hand, we ought to recognize our blessings that are, well, they're beyond compare, really, when you can, you know, consider it. Uh, you look at the world we have to live in, the uh, fact that we can enjoy sunsets and sunrises, uh, we have air to breathe and water and all that, all that we need uh, that God will provide, uh, just like he 
provides for the little uh, birdies in the scriptures. It talks about that. He says, how much more will he provide for us if we will only uh, humble ourselves and keep his commandments? You know, you guys, I don't know if we've got much time, but there's five verses at the end of Malachi chapter 3 that I really like because it's, sure, it's in opposition to the way we measure things in the world. I don't know if we got time, but if you don't, if we don't, but let me just give you the reference. Malachi chapter 3, verses 14 to 18. Give us the summary. And, We've got a minute. I don't know if you can make okay, it. Okay, well, here's the, here's the deal. Everybody that's following, working for God, and doing his plan and everything is saying, whoa, 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 we're doing all this stuff, and all the wicked guys are getting ahead of us all and everything like that. And uh, God keeps a book of remembrance, and he says, when I return and make up my jewels, he'll spare those as a man spareth his own son. Then shall he return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. And I think that it, it ain't over until it's over, folks. And the things that really matter is where we ought to be putting our efforts into. Them there weighty subjects for Redneck Radio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right <laughs> now. All right, we pray that you will focus on God, family, and country. We will. We pray that you will labor in the Lord's vineyard to bring people to Christ. We pray that you will understand the supreme law of our land, the Constitution, and that you will do your very best to return to the principles that made America great, for therein lies the solutions, ladies and gentlemen. Build faith in those around you in Christ. Bring people to Christ. Stand for God, family, and country. That's what we advocate for on the radio, and they call us radical. Well, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. God save the Republic of the United States of America.